Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
What's going on, everybody? This is Third Rail Radio coming at you guys live behind the fourth wall, and now it's time for that very own uh, call in live six four six nine two nine one four eight zero. And now your host with the most anti crisis seventy three altitude and Cap Dalek. Hey, we all finally all three got together. Welcome, Dalek. <laughs> Co-hosting, great to have you here on this uh, Eastern Time Midnight Hours. We cross over into uh, a new day. Um, we were uh, just in the green room chatting a little bit. Um, my little robot buddy, Dalek, is doing great. Uh, good spirits. Uh, Meowitude is is looking forward to the to the new year, and. Um, I I have uh, definitely turned a corner myself here in the old uh, work department. Um, well, I should say just more like it's more like lifestyle department, I guess. Um, but uh, so welcome everybody. Um, you know, this is this is the show not to be scared to call into. So if you're uh, if you're around, um, I'd love to hear about Bert's uh, uh, extensive travels yesterday. Um, I always love a good traveling story as I loathe uh airplanes and airports. Um and actually the last time uh I flew back from D C to Vermont uh, last week and uh on the way back I almost got in some trouble. It's like really hard not to get in trouble at airports these days. Especially when they start fucking around with you and, and uh delaying your flights and, and you know, kinda just Kicking the can down the road. Dude, who cares? Booze. All you need is booze. That's all you need to get through the fucking airline. They they don't care about you. Just they'll pay zero attention to you. Just walk from the check in to the bar and sit in the bar until your plane is gonna leave. You're good. That's what everyone else. (laughs) I I was a I was a buck fifty into my bar tab by like one thirty p.m. Man. Oh, you gotta nurse that dude. They kill you on that shit. They kill you hard. Oh, if I, I I'm terrible if I if I have a beer early in the day, uh, it's going to be a wild ride. You can well, no, drink it all day. That's a trick. You won't get the hangover. The midday hangover sucks. You got to avoid the midday hangover by just drinking all day. If you start in the morning, you just got to keep going. Fuck it. You know you're traveling. Just do that thing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. And and I and I, I did I did end up dropping a little. I did end up realizing I needed to pace myself as uh, they kept pushing our flight back. But, man, it's oh, never, never simple as the old, uh, as the old domestic oh, airport. Travel, though. Here's here's your pro tip for the day. It'll, it'll do you a lot of good if you stick it in the back of your mind. They no longer take cash for in-flight drinks. So if you plan on taking an in-flight drink and you don't carry a credit card, same as me, make sure you get you a prepaid on your way in. That, that That's your little pro tip for the day. And that is a great you know. right there. First time that that happened to me, I was quite upset. Oh yeah, no, they gave me a free. I was very upset, and they gave me a free drink. But yeah, we we can't take cash. Here's a free drink. Just <laughs> we've been not- yelled at three times before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had to have like a grace period for people to adjust. You know, you could see like some old businessman, like super alcoholic, just going crazy, man. Start breaking <laughs> shit. Oh, also, um, so Shinduo is on the line. Welcome, Shinduo. Hi! Jeez! What the fuck? Hell yeah, what's <laughs> on? <laughs> Alright, that wasn't me that was making that pussy noise. But, um, 
All right, what's going on? So, yeah, you got to drink all fucking day. Quit being a pussy, god damn it. I mean, it was simply a fiduciary matter. It wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of... Uh... I don't care if it was a paratuciary butylphenol. It's a goddamn <laughs> chemical. You got to put it in your body and fucking enjoy it. <laughs> well, that's another thing about uh, the airport. The whole smoking situation is, is untenable. Oh, I hate that. And you can't be going in and out of security. Uh, yep. If, uh, if 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 you travel like I do, and um, it's a one-shot deal, um, and the vapor cigarettes uh, are increasingly being banned in airports <clears throat> as well. Oh, the, you're got, technically not allowed to have them in the airplane either. They'll tend to ignore them, but you're technically not allowed to have them. Is that for explosion reasons, or is that because? Oh uh, no, that's just no, that's just for asshole reasons. I, I actually yeah. was sitting in the front. I sat in the front of the plane with some pilots who were heading home and talked with them about it because they saw me hit it and they noticed, but they didn't say it. They just talked to me. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to technically have that. I was like, why? Is there any good reason? And they're like, no, no good reason at all. That's why we tend to ignore it. Just, just keep it held down. So they will ignore it as long as you keep it uh, casual and don't let nobody notice. But you're not supposed to have them anywhere. And meow too. And I'm glad huh. you brought up the the whole ad, you know doing it just to fucking be a, a overbearing cunt <laughs> mother because um, Burlington, my uh, the uh, largest town in Vermont, where the University of Vermont is located, and has now banned smoking entirely on, on Church Street, which is like the uh, outdoor mezzanine. Um, really. Yeah, and so I, I have spent my last dollar on Church Street. Um, I will not I will not patronize any any of the bars on. Church. Well, no, it's the same way here, bro. Like there, there. I live in a, a neighborhood with a good number of like small restaurants and bars, and there are two or three of them owned by the same dude who have banned smoking on their porch. And I won't I won't go there. I won't darken their door. Won't spend a dollar. Like really, if, if I can't smoke on your porch, seriously, go fuck yourself. And, and uh, it's crazy, like, uh, I mean, even taking it a step further, like, I mean, at least he pays the rent there, and, you know, he had some he had some argument against uh, closing down the airspace um, if he owns the perimeter around it. But like, Wait, I don't, I don't like, argue his right to do it, but I think it's just being petty, and I don't want to spend money there. You know, I, he but, has every right to do it, and I have every right not to spend yeah, money there. He, he's being petty, totally, and he's being, you know, kind of uh, self-righteous, but... For a city uh, to to ban smoking in a public area, and of course now there's all these repercussions they didn't think about. Like everybody's going right off, right around the corner, and all of a sudden, people with uh, businesses and um, uh, offices upstairs all of a sudden realize how many people in Burlington actually smoke. Uh, exactly. You know, but it's preposterous because you know the taxes that I pay fucking keep that, that promenade open. Um, and, uh, I mean, even if I didn't smoke, I would have a huge problem with, with this kind of overarching uh, small uh, small town government action. Um, you know, it's, but it's indicative of kind of, you know, all the, the stuff you hear about with people in homeowners associations being sued for having flagged up and things like that. Exactly. Well, it's dumb. It always gets dumb when somebody wants to impose their their personal. Uh, it's not even their personal opinion. Their personal beliefs on you. 
when you're well within your rights and you're going about your life and they want to sit there and judge you and not only judge you but actively judge you, be it, be it giving you a ticket, publicly naming and shaming you, whatever whatever the case may be, whatever the situation may be, there seems to be a whole – that's like the bad side of this vigilante thing we have going on now. There are a lot of people who have their sights aimed where they should be. And then there are people who want to randomly fuck with other people, and that's – that's sort of where the line is for me. Like, do whatever you want to to any public entity, be it corporate or whatever. And I'm right there with you. Even if I don't agree with you, like, you have – do your thing. But the minute you start fucking with, with personal individuals and their personal uh, – uh, their lifestyle and what they want to do, in any case, I'm not in favor of that. I'm just not. Well, I, it is. It's this inexplicable um, need for uh, um, this – this, uh, this, I mean, I think it's been around since like the 1950s housewife and maybe before, but um, this need uh, or, or maybe this uncomfortable feeling that people get when um, the people around them um, are exhibiting behaviors or tendencies um, that isn't completely uh, in line and homogenous with their own um, and like you said, with their own set of mores and, and like very complex belief system that's shaped by um, uh, a set of forces and parameters that could only shape that one person that one time. So to expect, you know, everybody's behavior to be analogous to yours is absurd. Um, it's you know it's a, it's a, it's it's like part of this neoliberal. Um, you know, we got to go make peace everywhere. You know, we got to ban smoke everywhere. And you know, hey, if fucking if I'm married and happy to my wife, somehow you being married to your husband and being a man is going to take away from the quality of my marriage or the happiness of my marriage. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know that. You know that's a that's a uh, psychosis. That's what that is. Um, that's uh, like borderline obsessive uh, narcissistic behavior. Um, it's it's uh, it's unacceptable. Um, Alec, right before we came on, you uh, you quickly mentioned the game that you just purchased. Um, I, I I want you to I didn't I don't think I caught the name correctly. So um, if you were there and not not on hold, uh, you said it was pretty fantastic. What's the game? Okay, so it's for the PlayStation Vita, and it's uh, called Killzone Mercenary. Um, for as crazy as the title of the name is, it's a great game. Uh, what's going on is that there's warring uh, planets and order what's the hell gas and the ISA. They're kind of fighting, and now you're a mercenary in the middle of it, just trying to fight what the highest bidder. Right. Oh, that's cool. So people bid on your services. Yeah, and the further you get along, obviously, the more the more you can command as a price. Well, not really so much, but I mean, there's a storyline in which uh, it's like mm, it's okay, but not really. Much. But in uh, the graphics, play fun. Go on. And uh, Dalek, like you said the graphics are killer. Oh my god. For um for what it is, the PlayStation Vita goes around uh, 140p. Um it's not 
bad as like uh, what would people consider like uh, good like HD graphics, but they're pretty high res graphics. I might need to show a few snapshots of the game and then post it on Twitter. Cool. Dude, no. honestly, nothing looks bad on the Vita. Nothing I've seen looks bad on the Vita. No, I mean, you don't have the Gen One screen that I do. If you have the Gen One LED OLED screen, it's fucking everything looks beautiful. Everything. <laughs> Wait, what? What system is this? Uh, the the PlayStation Vita, the PlayStation's handheld. Their Generation One system had an OLED screen that is probably the most advanced ever put into a handheld uh, gaming system of any kind, be it Android or otherwise, and it, it's amazing the way everything looks on it. OLED wow. is some great technology. Huh, would oh, you yeah. use it just, just cheaper um, stuff that was almost as good came along to, uh, to replace it, or do they still use that? No, no, they, they scaled it back. They scaled it back to uh, what he's talking about. Uh, the modern one, I think it is an HD screen, bro. I think it is, but... It's not the OLED just has better. It has it, it basic. It has better blacks and whites, and when you like do with that, it has better contrast and everything else. This is much truer color and much more natural looking color. Um, you can put a. This one of the few ways like a 4K you can put next to a 1080 and you can tell the difference, and an OLED you can put next to a regular LED 1080 and you can definitely tell the difference. Um, oh, yeah. As it is now, I almost like the OLED better than the 4Ks that I've seen. Right on. Oh, yeah. And here's one thing. Uh, they scaled it back uh, to the HD LCD screen because they wanted to have a longer battery life. Um, plus, it's a lot more lighter. Um, my little brother's playing uh, Sly Cooper on it. Plus, a great game, too. Actually, no, there aren't that many bad games. It's a great system. It is. I just wish it had more publicity. I really do. That that system itself? Yeah. Well, Sony sort of said it didn't get a big blast when it came out, and Sony's, like, sleeping on it because they're trying to, to save the rest of their company. Like, Sony right now, their only division that's making money is their gaming division. Everything else is, like, sinking, and so Sony is desperately trying to save the rest of its company when it doesn't realize it really just needs to concentrate on what it does best. If they concentrated on their media properties and things connected to that and stayed in the television business and dropped a lot, and probably DVD, and then dropped a lot of the rest of it, then they'd be good with the rest of their electronics. They're sitting there trying to keep dead technologies alive, and they just need to know it's time to cut the dead wood, and they're not doing it. Yeah, I agree, and they they are they are hemorrhaging money in the other divisions. That they can't compete with the iPod. That's really what kills them mentally. Is they can't compete with the iPod, but they feel like they had the Walkman, so that's their niche. They own that, so they got to keep trying to come with a different way with, to do that, and it just doesn't work. They just need to do wait, it wait, 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 wait. Oh. Let, let me interject. No, I can't interject. You're absolutely fucking right, John. <laughs> <laughs> You, I was dumb, no, seriously bro. though. But no, that's seriously. Really, they feel like they should still own the Walkman, and they just don't. They just need to get over that shit and do what they're good at because they're really good at something. They make good movies. They make great video games. They even make great first-party games, not just good systems. Like they need to do what they're good at and be like Nintendo. Do what they're really good at and say fuck the rest of it. We're gonna do what we're good at and make money off of that. Oh hell yeah! I agree. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. 
Now, the, the thing about their their movies is that the only thing that's really anchoring them is like the Twenty One Jump Street franchise because they totally <laughs> fucked up on on the interview. They totally fucked up on the Spider Man deal. I mean, I, I can go on for days about why the hell they shouldn't have made another Spider Man movie in two thousand twelve. Yeah, they just know how to they know how to lose money. They know yeah, how they, to lose money. They're good at losing money, and they do it well. <laughs> right. <laughs> and grandeur. Did you guys look at the interviews? Did you guys watch the interviews? I have not seen it yet. It was actually, an okay movie. I thought it was pretty funny. It was it was an okay movie. I mean, it went slow on the, the two-third. Uh, it went on the, the third of it, and uh, it just kind of messed up. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, I uh, I like I snagged it off of Mega Upload or something early and had zero expectations. I think I I think I watched it on Christmas, um, but I thought it was pre- I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, um, I thought the uh, the guy who played uh, King Jong Un was was uh, was fucking excellent. Um, and then the uh, you know, I mean, it was goofy as hell. Somebody called and nailed it. It's like right, right along the same lines as the Pineapple Express. It had a pretty s- similar narrative storyline, but uh, boy, a lot of hoopla for nothing. Um, <laughs> Korea, or supposedly North Korea, um, threatens to uh, massacre people at movie theaters, and uh, and now um, after this. Uh, attack in Paris, you know, have we talked about it a little bit on the last show, Dalek, um, and um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But I tell you, the, lot, the more and more upset it makes me, uh, uh, the target, um, you know, on several levels and, and kind of on a cynical level, um, it was just, it was just such a stupid target uh, from a strategical point of view as far as uh, hearts and minds, um, and um, if you're really trying to minimize the uh, objectification um, and depiction of Muhammad, then you couldn't have picked a better way uh, to, you know, to uh, make the opposite happen. Uh, uh, Charlie Hebdo, what you was, this may have been their last um, uh or second to last um, issue, deep print in some you know pretty pretty deep financial trouble, long running print mag, you know it's all going downhill in that um, business, and uh, and now um, they sold I think three million they sold out of the edition that uh, came out the other day. Um, it was as a uh, I, w- I would imagine it was just seemingly offensive to uh, to those people who found it offensive all along as ever, if not more so. Um, and now they're financially stable. Um, you know, come on, who's like who's the who's the? Uh, well, I guess it's all crazy fundamentalists. So there's not really anybody uh, whose elevator goes all the way to the top floor. Hmm. Doing the old, doing the old planning and strategical uh, meetings. Um, but hey, another thing that that we were in the green room chatting about, and 
uh, cut me off immediately if you can't um, talk about it. But uh, now you have uh, you have a business venture in the works. Uh, I'd rather not get that specific yeah, about it, right but on. I can talk in general about it. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just the Bitcoin about, is become just Bitcoin news in general that is becoming uh, so much of a thing. They're finally having to start regulating it. I think that's the big news. Uh, a lot of the states in the union are trying to uh, lock down uh, Bitcoin as far as being legitimate business. Because the thing is that uh, it allows small uh, – best way to say it, it allows small groups and conglomerates to be able to mimic uh, the things that large corporations, specifically banks and uh, and different trading houses do right now. And it allows them to utilize the same tax loopholes and make the same kind of money in a, a much safer environment because the Bitcoin environment is less prone to uh, the kinds of spikes and drops that the regular stock market does. And so uh, it allows you to do the same kind of commodities trading that they do uh, with the same benefits with a little bit less of the risk and at a much smaller scale. So uh, banks have been putting their lobbyists in, doing their best to try to uh, – to try to lock things down so that you can't do that. A lot of states are going along with it right now. As far as I know, South Carolina is the only one that is that has no regulation and plans on having no regulation on Bitcoin. But uh, it's looking like if things go the way they are, unless people start getting on the activist tip, that a lot of the Bitcoin business, this actually business, is going to have to go offshore. Um, that's good and that's bad. Of course, as its ups and its downs, just like anything else. But uh, it's going to be in the next year or two that we're going to have to have a political push against it and try to get some of the regulations to go our way, because that's the way they should naturally go in a free society. And uh, proper, proper activism, intelligent activism, and I hate to use one of the evil words, but we're going to have to have lobbyists, good lobbyists, uh, that are up there in state and maybe national legislature and try to get some of those regulations to go our way. And there are enough people from the activist side of the movement, be it uh, on the left side of the activist movement or Tea Party type people who already don't like the central banks, that any kind of argument we could give them where they would have a little bit more ammo against it and maybe an ally against uh, central banks and large banks authority, that they would be willing to back that. So the next couple of years are going to be really entertaining as far as that goes. I'm really curious to see how it's going to work out. I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a really exciting uh, thing to follow, even if, if you're not, uh, if you if you don't. I mean, I I participate mostly just by following following crypto coin in general in the news, and um, I was uh, thrilled to see that there's uh, ten or twelve. Um, uh, Bitcoin ATMs um, now. Oh no no no! There's thousands. Um, there are there are cool. Yeah, thousands of Bitcoin ATMs. And as far as uh, vert, as far as what you're saying there, it'd be nice to not regulate it. I 100% agree with you. I don't want it regulated, but reality is is gonna get regulated. And the banks are going to push for their regulations, and they have more lobbyists and more money than anyone else. So unless somebody on the Bitcoin side of it tries to push for more sensible and less regulation, then it's totally going to be fucked, and they're going to tie it up, and everything's going to have to move offshore. If you want to move offshore, that's cool. You know, I was thinking it might be cool to move to Costa Rica to go and uh, do my business because – 
It's Costa Rica, man. Rainforests and lovely and great weed and yeah. But at the same time, it is what it is. <laughs> you will Hey, Antichrist, right are you? Hmm. Sorry, I, I was just kind of curious. Uh, I was just kind of curious. Are you trying to get into your account, or what's going on with that? Uh, with the the BTR, or maybe I'm just fucking up here. I don't know. No, uh, it's BTR is all mixed up, dude. Look, I'm I well, I'm actually logged in under my other account's name, or my username is my other account's name. Okay, okay. Well, thank um, you for... I'm, I'm going to log out that. again. And it's it's the cookies, man. They got the super cookies going. And I know. Log out and run Bleach Bit and log back in. Yeah, exactly. Change your VPN's location. I mean, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Um, yeah, you know, so it's really fun to pull that. I, 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 I have this uh, image of my mind of like going to like a Bitcoin ATM and like you know getting like the, you, you get your money in like the balloons or something like that. Uh, that would be nice. I don't. I honestly. I don't like see that happening, but if you could put a Bitcoin ATM next to one of those gold AP, ATMs, that would work. I'll actually mention that to the dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, the guy, I, I may or may not go to a conference about Bitcoin in the next few days, and the guy who, who has like the thousands of Bitcoin ATMs, I think, is speaking. I'm going to suggest to him, because there is that gold ATM in Dubai. If you put a Bitcoin ATM right next to it, that would be a great fucking picture. So I, I'll actually I'm suggest glad that. You, I'm, I'm glad you just brought up gold. There's some interesting things going on in in, uh, in gold, I, and I don't follow the gold markets per se, like forex or anything. But I, I like I like to know where like physical gold is going, um, because it is it's one of the only two. Uh, well, physical gold is only going to go up. Exactly. Yeah, the more gold, gold, gold you keep in your pocket, I mean, where is it held down as it is? Like you buy gold, it'll go up and down a little bit, but long term, it's going to go up. There's no yeah. other way to go, especially I, with I, the dollar crash, and it will crash. Where it's physically yeah. being moved around, like where you know what vault is it in? When when do they move huge amounts of it? You know, like before uh, Kiev really popped off, um, uh, they moved it. Ton of gold out of uh, out of their central bank um, in Kiev, uh, uh, and I guess moved it up to Switzerland, uh, and it still hasn't gone back. I'm fascinated by if there is or isn't gold in Fort Knox anymore. Uh, where all the gold that America owes China is, because we clearly don't have it. Um, well, it's not that we owe China. It's not only oh, China. Yeah. We we owe most of Europe. Uh, we owe we owe Russia, no, and and know, Russia really has China been mining money. gold uh, at at a record rate. And China has been mining gold at a record rate. So Russia and China have been mining gold at a record rate and buying up gold at a record rate to to basically uh, create a new uh, monetary system that's backed by their collective gold front of of monetary values. So basically. China and Russia are economically uh, aligned, and this isn't old news. Okay, this isn't new news. Uh, we've we've all heard all about this. Is that China and Russia are going to get together 
and and creates a a, a gold backed system or a system of monetary value that's actually backed by tangible assets is going to increase in value over time. <clears throat> and that's what I we call the British nation. That's that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America, and uh, that's it. British nations. Yeah. Yeah, BRICS is, is, I mean, they're trying to figure out a way how to re-implement the gold tax notes. Um, that would be, um, that would be incredible. Uh, you know, there's there's other demands for gold besides backing uh, uh, IOUs these days, heavily used in other manufacturing, high-tech manufacturing areas. So, and it really isn't a scarce commodity. We know how much gold there exists in our earth. It's not something that, that uh, you know, it, 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 it was created and that was it. It doesn't crystallize, it doesn't grow. It doesn't, so we know how much gold is, is here. That would be, I mean, that would be, I mean, imagine that if, if Bricks reestablished um, the paper note that was actually backed by a tangible asset, um, almost Guaranteed by its very nature of its scarcity to increase in value. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, my God, how logical. I hate to cut you off, Antichrist, but uh, that's basically what's going on now is that the only uh, systems uh, of nations that are using the IOU system are the European Union and the Federal Reserve System. And that stretches, you know, basically with uh, the North American continent and the entire European Union, which is, what is it, 27 nations in uh, the European Union itself, um, is basically a, a, an IOU money-backed system. And and we're seeing a lot of blowback from that now. Uh, when we're filling up our gas tank for $20, uh, you know, for 10 gallons, uh, we're seeing a lot of blowback from that. Uh, and, and how that's retrospective to uh, the gas prices uh, is is basically to the petrodollar, where where if the petrodollar becomes worthless, you have to you have to sell more of it to make a profit. Uh, what I'm trying to get at here is that uh, the, the Federal Reserve note, you know, you, you can you know fill up your entire tank for thirty five dollars, but a loaf of bread is going to cost you fifteen. Right. Yeah. It, it has to be made up somewhere, and especially in this situation where, you know, it, it like this isn't so much um, financial policy um, by the by the West and its allies to uh, um, collapse the oil market. This is purely geopolitical, um, and and I would say even like uh, uh, near-sighted um, geopolitical to further isolate Russia and, and try to collapse their economy. Um, but but they have they have they have a way out um, other than what happened uh, with the Alps in in, uh, in the nineties this time. Um, because they do have have so many uh, natural reserves and since Putin has taken over, uh, been able to build up the infrastructure or at least so, you know, to a certain extent, to um, uh, extract those resources. Now the people of Russia are, are getting fucked right now. Uh, you know, they're they're basically back in uh, behind the steel curtain, uh, bread lines. You don't see any of it on RT. Um, oh, you're not going to see it on RT. 
No. RT will never ever criticize against the Russian government. RT will no. never ever criticize against Russian policy or or the Kremlin. That's that's what they're. And what sucks about RT? Okay, let me go into depth about RT. That's why I hate them so much. Is that uh, they take people from that that are really good sources of independent media. Let's say Ben Swan. I don't know if you guys have been following Ben Swan on YouTube, but Ben Swan is is a fantastic uh, independent photojournalist. He actually left his American position to do his own thing on YouTube. Now, and, is he the one that got kicked off of NPR uh, during the uh, during the beginning of the Iraq War? Didn't he get kicked off of NPR for like giving like real reports out of the the war zone, and then went off and did his own thing? I think that's the same guy. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I can't tell you that for certain. Uh, but but if I, I was following Ben Swan for the last I don't know like uh, two years since the Sandy Hook incident, that's that's what really opened my eyes. So I don't, I, I have doubts about that. Anyways, okay, going on. Uh, we can talk uh, about that next. We can talk about that next. I'm fascinated by that shit. I want to hear what you have to say about that. But go on, Ben Swan. Okay, so Ben Swan, like uh, he he did a, a great uh, uh, independence in journalism. Basically, um, uh, going over you know uh, the Federal Reserve System, going over uh, monetary policy, going over uh, medical marijuana uh, and recreational marijuana usage, and and it was all very positive. And he went over both sides, and and it was very uh, politically correct, uh, I guess you could say in today's terms, and and very tasteful. And then all of a sudden, he's working for a paycheck for RT. And, and that's that that hurts. Uh, okay, so uh, another YouTube channel uh, called Lip TV, uh, where Jesse Ventura's son, um, what the hell is his name? Oh, they were so good, and then they went downhill. Yeah, they went downhill pretty quickly, and then all of a sudden, Jesse Ventura's son and uh, Martin are working for RT. All you know, just out of nowhere, it's like, why would you, why would you accept paychecks from the Kremlin and not have any kind of um, uh, freedom to to assert uh, your opinion toward the entire ge- geopolitical process, the entire uh, geo- geopolitical uh, spectrum, when you're chokeholded by the Kremlin itself. You cannot ever, ever, ever speak a peep of uh, a whisper toward the, toward the Kremlin. And well, <laughs> we've gotten in that in that weird point where where. Um, unfortunately, alternative journalism is coming full. A lot of it is coming full circle um, to the mainstream media, um, where uh, um, certain uh, niches have been filled um, with low budgets, but by pretty big players. Um, you know, like Putin with RT. Um, and so, it, you know, it's like I think they can make the excuse in their mind because I'm 100% with you, man. RT's propaganda all the way. And I remember a couple of times... Michael it's been Hayes, more blatant. I liked RT back in the, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's so much more blatant. But go on. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I love the classic uh, the classic uh, uh, lineup, RT lineup. It was the kid Gerald Salente, Peter Schiff. Uh, the world's been collapsing for you know, you know seven years now. The economy has been teetering on the brink since you know 2009. Um, all hell's about to break loose. It's like it's so fucking hilarious. Uh, 
Um, and not that I completely disagree with them, um, but uh, to, to make that the cornerstone of your platform for eight years sort of ends up undermining and discredit itself. Uh, it's kind of an interesting position to be a, a, a chicken little and then and with longevity, I guess. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. So, so this, so these guys go on to RT with the excuse in their head that, hey, this is alternative media. I'm, I'm presenting the other side, and bought into this kind of neoliberal, fucking mindless um, uh, agenda and narrative that uh, everything American is bad, right? That, 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 uh, to work. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, meanwhile, they're drinking, you know, lattes at Starbucks and buying the latest of every possible consumer electronic and shopping at the high-end stores. It's an absolute farce. Um, I remember Michael Hastings went on to RT a couple times, uh, and it was not that long before he died, and uh, um, I was glad he didn't go back on, uh, well, maybe that was because he died, but... Yeah, it's totally, it's a big discreditor in my book as well, um, you know, because it doesn't, it, it, it's all propaganda. It doesn't even have that fun side, like something crazy, like before it's news or like above top secret, which is, you know, kind of like the tabloids at the grocery store um, at the checkout counter. Um, you know, like the fiction is so overt, it's, it's good. Um, like people, I think RT is, Infiltrated its way into, especially with anonymous. I mean, they are like the the sponsored news network of anonymous now. It's uh, that's, that's a weird uh, relationship. I wonder who's behind that. Um, but anyway, now um, any thoughts on the alternative media? Uh, it's all propaganda, dude. Like I, I tell you, I, I have thoughts of putting out my own media and news sources, and if they did, they're damn sure propaganda. They damn sure represent my opinion. Anyone who's going to put out media like that is going to represent their opinion, unless right. all they're going to do in this day and age is just repeat somebody else's press release. Like, what's your option is to either polish and print a press release or to actually give an opinion on the press release and the information you're given. Uh, this whole thing of we're not allowed to have an ego, we're not allowed to have our own opinion outside the generalized opinion is kind of ridiculous in its outset because everybody's going to have their own opinion and every every major organization is going to be trying to force its opinion on you. Therefore, your, your best recourse is just to present your own opinion without trying to sugarcoat it or make it politically correct or fit into any particular thing. Just state your opinion and people will either agree with you or they won't. I mean, fuck it. I don't want you to agree with everything I say. I just want you to say, hey, this nigga got a little bit of sense. Like, we can move on from there. We can find things we agree on. This, right. it, it's not about creating a argument. It's about creating a discussion. And you can tell the worst kinds of propaganda because they're always about creating an argument. The minute somebody's all about creating an argument is when that conversation is done. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting you say that because, like, that's, that's um, Fox News is um, like driving I want this guy to uh, show. of their of their news is they're all the the, the reporting is scripted to um, be adversarial and kind of lead people into uh, um, an argument uh, you know two two very defined usually 
uh, men on either side of a uh, kind of, uh, you know, well, at least symmetrical female hostess. Um, you know, it's a formula that's worked for fucking centuries to um, entertain uh, uh, the mass, you know. So now that, I, but I wonder, it, it, what, do you think there ever was a golden a golden day of uh, journalism where, like, guys like Ed Murrow and Walter Cronkite, uh, you know, uh, uh, and I'll tell you who my favorite, probably my favorite, uh, at least, uh, you know, TV journalist is, is uh, um, Ed Bradley from 60 Minutes. Um, but, you know, I wonder if there was a time of objectivity and just sort of the natural progression of entropy and, and, and the world all becoming more stage combined with everything having to look like it has more value while at the same time costing costing less to make. Um you know, has, has pushed us down that road. Shin, thoughts? Uh, before we interject, uh, before you interject, Canadian uh, yeah. uh, Glenn hey. is on the line. Canadian Glenn, welcome, good sir. Oh, okay, you're a couple muted minutes muted. Okay, Glenn, uh, uh, have fun being muted. Uh, sounds entertaining. I never wanted to be muted. I always thought if I muted, I wouldn't be able to be talking. And I talk way too much. <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on here? Glenn, are you muted or what? Nah, read the chat, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't have chat. I'm on the tablet. Uh-oh. Glenn says that he is self-muted for a couple of minutes. Oh. So, uh, so he's probably eating cereal and being crunchy and stuff. So if you can, <laughs> unmute him so he can be embarrassed for crunching online. You're a pretty good voice Are you a loud eater, Glenn? Is that what's going on here? Are you going <laughs> Is that what you're <laughs> eating soup and like slurping and shit? It's Glenn It's Glenn, <laughs> Glenn a mouth eater We'll find out next time <laughs> Oh god Oh, that sounds like fun yeah, but well, I don't even know. Well, and remember that Meowtude is the official third host of Third Rail Radio. So we have the three amigos on the show, um, plus we have Hinduo, and then also self muted Canadian Glenn. Yeah. I still really think we ought to do this as a straight up podcast, but 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 people would get confused. We don't really have topics. We we'd have to like pick a topic and like keep going with it. We could do like well, news with somebody. I don't know. We'd have to pick something. Yeah, we we would, and we're and we are capable of that. Um, no, but the problem is you have to pick something. You got to pick something that not that many other people do. There are some areas that are totally flooded. Like we can do a little bit of this and that. But we got to pick one thing that's not totally flooded. Otherwise, everybody will ignore us and shit. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that, and that and that's sort of the spot behind just keeping it completely improvisational, uh, and, you know. And also, fuck, like I need, a, you know, another uh, voice to answer to, let alone an audience. Um, you know, there's there's something very cathartic about just fucking paying a monthly bill and, and being able to go on the radio. 
I think we'd fucking kill it on podcast. Do do we follow each other on Twitter? That's that's my social media. Um, account. what's your name? Shin Duo. Uh, I don't know. I'm Meowitude. Uh, my name is the exact same as in chat. Follow, uh, follow me if you don't. Let's see. Message at me if you don't follow me, and we'll follow each other for sure. That's me in chat with the double zeros. All right, cool. Because you're yeah. fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I love you too. Aww. <laughs> No, that's one thing I like about this show. We don't usually get assholes. I'm actually tempted to say if we did do a podcast to keep where we actually podcasted, like do this and keep where it was kind of secret so we wouldn't get a lot of weird new people coming in. <laughs> Keeps where like the same <laughs> crowd for the calling crowd and shit. Dude, it's all it's all <laughs> the sign in sheet. Well, and I mean, we got we got to still have. Uh, Another good audience, like uh, everybody on the chat, and not only that, we still have to have the Russell Leaguers around over here. It's a lot of fun. I, I always love those guys. Exactly. Russell, we'll never die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Russell League's a lot of trolls waiting for something worthwhile to do. I'll tell you, as soon as I had that, uh, when I was trying to get my political movement started, uh, we had our tiny chat meetings. They kept getting bigger and bigger, and fucking Schmoop was right there the whole time. Let me help, let me help. We need a website, we'll do this. Uh, these trolls, they want something worthwhile to do. They're as sick of the rest of it as everybody else, and just trying to have fun. Like, goddamn, we got a bunch of people spinning their fucking tires in the mud, wasting their time. Uh, I'm not even going to rant on this. It's been ranted on enough. Is that... That's <laughs> when he into his political activi- active, activist phase? When he, he was working with you? That's no, bro, this was way before... This was uh, this was before that. This was like two or three months before that. Like, no, man, these trolls, yeah, they entertain themselves. It's fun to troll around and shit, but you want to have something worthwhile to do. And knowing you're good at doing something and not being able to do something worthwhile with it is fucking annoying. Trust me. And that's the situation I know a lot of these cats are in, because it's never the fucking half-talented niggas who want to go be trolls and fuck with the Pentagon or whatever. No, it's the motherfuckers who know their shit and just don't have anything better to do. Like, fuck. They... we got a lot of energy here. It's just this being spit out in all these different directions. And I don't want us to be a laser. There's nothing about anything like this group. anything like a, not that kind of focus, but goddamn, maybe just trying to work on something bit by bit and nomming on it piece by piece, we can get something done. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's my my piece about that. First of all, there 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 are a lot of uh, really awful annoying. Uh, troll and troll groups out there. I personally think the Russell. I'm talking about the high. I'm all about class. I'm talking about the classy ones. I'm talking about the ones that I know. I I, I don't know. I'm just, there are a lot of bottom feeders everywhere, but I'm talking about the people that I know. Like but, it is what it is. But there also has to be. There has to be. There in a, if if a movement is. See, I think the whole the whole danger. With with it with anything, I mean, you you mentioned it like you, you know you can't get anything razor sharp uh, focused before it like gains enough power to become that focused. 
uh, if you get, get what I'm saying. And along the way, uh, there has to be uh, uh, people who test um, the veracity or, or like the legitimacy or even just like the fucking faults of um, a movement. Um, even if some of them are involved in it, um, there has to be that 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 sandbox. And unfortunately, you know, anonymous as a group like was was very susceptible to to, to that kind of trolling, especially in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I hear you. It's it's. Uh, it can it can be frustrated when you're passionate about something, and um, you know somebody else can make light of it. But again, and we and we alluded to this earlier, it, you know it just can't it just can't matter what that person thinks. Just you know, like you can't let your own beliefs fucking um, uh, force them on somebody else. Um, exactly. And that's why I think the, the real important thing, I think what we can really take from Anonymous, because, I mean, we sort of got to leave Anonymous where it is, as it is. Uh, I, I might not be the biggest Cast fan, but I like his profile where it says Anonymous is done, this is the after party. And it's sort of, we got to take what we got from there, though. The, uh, we did learn that what it is is the idea. And what made Anonymous strong and what make, made it keep growing was you had your little Petri dish of everyone's ideas. And they all got to throw them. It was like a big brainstorming thing. Everybody got to throw out their ideas. And some stuck to the wall, some didn't. And shit happened. We need to try to recreate that kind of environment. It's almost the same kind of environment they shoot for in college. What they call the, uh, the college environment. The one thing you get that you don't pay for that you can't pay for anywhere else. But we got to have that. Because we got a lot of intelligent people here. Like, there's no one I know in this group who's a fucking idiot. Not really, really. We're all intelligent people. We might have different fucking beliefs or whatever, but we all have that IQ, that little bit of uh, spark to us. And if we can get it together in a different kind of new Petri dish and get the Petri dish thing going and try to get some kind of idea to grow. Because I don't, I don't want – I think I have some great ideas, but I don't want it to be all my ideas because I know there are some other people out there with better ideas. I want to try to see what we can figure out together and what we can try to get going because what we've been trying – it worked for a while, and now it's stalled out. So we got to go somewhere else. We got to get a new idea. Yeah, and take and what that, works from the old, that, but fuck. And that has to be, and that was, and that has to be part, like part of the, of the, of the design of the intentional design of whatever it is that finally sticks and and gains enough momentum um, to affect change is like an amorphous um, ever uh, adapting and changing um, construct uh, you know and you know unfortunately like I'm so unbelievably ideologically based now um, it's ridiculous and that was never the intention it has a clear clear political meaning Um, yeah no, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's got a political leaning when nobody really understands it. They want to stand with this person on issue, this issue and this person on this issue without there being any kind of coherent fucking platform, and the whole thing just falls apart. Like It's a bunch of politics for people who don't know politics. I love you all, and I'm not trying to – I'm just saying 
there's somebody mm-hmm. who studies like, politics. It's sort of what I do, and it's a bunch of people who want to have their own ideas, and they're from different movements, and they all want to sit there and talk with each other, and they agree about this and that. They're all off on their own thing. Well, fuck that. Why don't you find what you agree on, on this and that that you agree on, and be able to fucking start forming planks and platforms there? And if you can stand on one thing that you agree on, and you can all vocalize that, then you can bring more people into your movement. But if you're going to sit here and want to have this movement and this movement and this movement um, about this little thing and this little thing, you're going to sit there going in every direction, and you're not going to get where you want to be. Uh, that's a great idea. Uh, that's awesome. Good job with your whole speech. Um, but I will say this. Uh, we are about to get headed to overtime. Please call in 646-929-1480 or also hit the blue button on the top of the page in order to talk on Skype. This is Third Minute Radio signing out. Now go on. Oh, sorry. I ran. <laughs> I agree with, every, with everything you said. You know, I, I, I also, uh, you know, think that the, the age demographic uh, is, you know, is problematic for anything that has, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's like the highest ability Hormone and uh, like the ego presents fucking strong at that at that age, um, you know. So uh, I think that also makes it susceptible. But then, you know, nothing can be put on paper um, and ex- expected to to be static, um, remain static, and still be viable even just two years down the road. <laughs> Everything has fluidity. I want to throw this out real quick in our, our last little bit here uh, for the chat, if y'all are still listening. Uh, I was thinking one of the good ideas for the Petri dish, just as an excuse to get together and talk about things for a little while a week and uh, ideas and current events, would be a book club since we're all nerds here and we all like to read and we could all find interesting things to read, be they fiction or nonfiction. If there would be anybody interested in that, I would be curious to uh, see your reaction. But uh, I've been thinking that might be the best way to sort of start things up and have a hello time. Yeah, I definitely know it's cool, man. And I need the external motivation to read more. Yeah, before you ha-ha, when I'm saying book club, I even mean relevant shit. I would say the first one should probably be Trust Me, I'm Lying, which is sort of the... the, uh, it's a short book, and it's also sort of the uh, the Bible of media manipulation. Really yeah, interesting to read. Like I'm talking about relevant shit, not shit that would like. No, I'm talking about stuff that we would all be able to get down and have a good conversation with. Like, yeah, we're not talking about Shakespeare. Right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly. A, that's a brilliant little book, you know. Uh, and there's, yeah. Uh, there's some for some classics, and it, you know, fucking movies. I like. Um, that. I like a movie plus too. Okay, so can I ask a quick question? Um, how do you uh, add a contact uh, to like uh, the show on Skype? Oh, I've never done it on the spot. Do you know how to do it, Meow? Nah, bro, I've never fucked around with... Uh, I've never been on that side of blog talk. Yeah, 
Oh man. It's gotta be in the uh hold on. Well it's supposed to be on the plus, but it just only show dial pad, share screens, um, send contact. I don't think that's that. Oh, yeah. Cap. I'm scared. Yes. What? So when you have the Skype screen and it shows that you're on a call, right? Yeah. And then if you hover on the bottom, have you got buttons across the bottom? Like you got turn yes, on, turn on video. Okay, look at the plus yeah. sign. Add participants. I... Oh, yeah, Glenn's on the money. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I'd part. Uh, all right, wait a second. I'm gonna actually try to do something. I think A. Capdelic is pulling a Shin Duo. Mm, maybe. Sort <laughs> <laughs> um, contact, sort outlook, contact list, advanced. And, and I mean, I'm actually looking at the plus. I mean, I'm looking at show dial pad, share screens, send contacts, and then share files. And it doesn't see um, ad participants. Maybe you don't have that description. Hmm. I got this show going this year. I'm not going to drink on air. Oh, You're not? Then where's the fun? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll drink on air when I bring the call. Better on. drink with me or I'm not going to come on, dude. Shit. I'm fucking drinking with with you right now. <laughs> well, good. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm fucking keeping it up, man. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night, and I got to work the next day. Fuck, I, I, I fucking watched your back when fucking uh, Cast was fucking with you when no one else fucking came in there and distracted his ass. Better give me some love, nigga. Son of a bitch. I'll suck your dick. Yeah, you right? remember that That's shit, don't you? Yeah, ass. you remember that. Shit, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Hang on, what, what, what happened? I'll talk to you about it in PM. Don't worry about it. All right, all right. If you don't remember, then don't worry about it. <laughs> if I don't remember, that's the best I'll, part. I'll tell you, I'll tell you in I PM. never worry about anything I don't remember. It's okay. I can, I can even scroll back in Twitter and find this shit. Like, I remember it very well. <clears throat> that actually caused me some concern, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh, uh, yeah. Matter of fact, before I roll this whiff, I'll even DM you and tell you. I'll, I'll Twitter DM you. Yeah, that's fine. I, I could see Chad, so. Uh, I, shit, I think I took the floor. What's going on with you guys? Uh, Ann Capdelic and Canadian Glenn? Uh, Glenn, welcome to the show. Oh my fuck, I thought I was talking, I thought you were Glenn for some reason. Never mind, that was totally Glenn who, never mind. Still though. I oh, sound like Glenn. Oh, did you, did you I sound like Glenn. Oh, no, there you go. I, I, I see you, bro. I, I see you. Sure. Oh, my shit, is that you? You totally look like somebody I would know in real life. You look crazy. <laughs> I get that all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was totally Glenn I was talking to, so totally ignore it. And I, I bet Glenn knows what I was talking about and was like, what the fuck is he talking about? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm off the hook. Thank God. Uh, well, hey, it seems like you and I oh, own the show right now. What the fuck happened? Yeah, like, everybody I was, else. I was, now we're just sitting here talking to each other. It looks like everybody else has left us. I don't know why. Well, that, that feels like they're trying to suck your cock during the entire time. What the fuck? Shut. Well, maybe if you guys shut up for a minute, other people could talk too, you know. 
it's fine. I'm not good at shutting up, dude. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not good at shutting up. Well, you know, I just want to reflect on what was said about RT and their sellouts and their this and their that. How are they any different from any other fucking media network? No, they're not. No, that's what I was saying. Every I mean, media, media network, network will actually... Will actually like, I mean... Media network will actually look at their own government, though. Well, okay, if you look at RT, they will never say anything against the Kremlin. Never anything against the Kremlin. Any other and media... These, CBS, NBC, I mean, just like the... the no, nah, but they have competition. Ever... See, that's the difference. They have competition. That's right. They have to disagree. RT is a, a pure propaganda market to us. That That's like that's like saying Radio... Was it Radio America or whatever the fuck it was in World War II? It's like saying that they would argue with the American government. No, it's all gung-ho propaganda. It, it is what it is. That's you know, the way it is there. But in Canada... There's three different corporate networks, and they all behave like RT. Really? There's no serious... Canadian politics is creepy, but... There's no serious questioning of this government. It's just simply not allowed. This is a fascist state. Damn. I mean, See, well, I just sort I... of got that idea from reading... Because so, even when you read some of the more fringe stuff, you get, like... That's one thing that I like because of that. Like some of your more uh, widely spread things almost sound Alex Jonesy with how they get with some of the bigger websites. I guess that's because there's just no other outlet if the major news media is all condensed into one little ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, they're all just trying to yell the loudest and the fastest. Uh, well, it's well, in Glenn's defense. In Glenn's defense, I I didn't speak anything you know on your show, Glenn, about you know uh, uh, your your. Your 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 media sources uh, going against uh, uh, you know the subject matter at hand because they're they're just not going to they're not going to go against their own government uh, and and what I see here a lot in America that even even like hard left uh, media sources like MSNBC uh, will actually question you know Obama's uh, administrative tactics. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're any better than you guys or anything like that. I'm just saying that, yeah, there's an open conversation. It seems like it's more open uh, in other parts of the world than, than it is uh, to others. But because it's more open, it's more controlled. Like, uh, you can call it yep. the Ron Paul principle. As soon as somebody wants to come in with a different idea that a lot of people are going to agree with, you can instantly marginalize them, give them minimum time, and yep. make them look like an idiot. It's not hard to make somebody look like an idiot. You go through all the shit that I sit online, all the people I've talked to, all the websites I've been at. Oh, my God, y'all would all hate me. So would everybody else. I'd be the biggest pervert, horrible person who needs to die on the face of the planet. And you know what? So would all of you. Like yeah. that's that's what we live in right now. We got to find a new way. The whole trick is to find a new way because they're all about the con game. They got three or four people working to con you the same way, and you got to sort of out con the con men. Dude, yeah. we, we, we got to create it. I mean, this is what's going on right now. Is that we're exactly. creating a new way at this at this moment right now? Uh, Canadian Glenn's show is creating a new way. Uh, yeah. it, it's 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 fun to be a part of, and and I'm glad to be a part of it. But uh, going on. Uh, but no, it's the exact same conversation I was, I was having earlier about fucking Bitcoin and the banks. It's like they're going to hate this kind of shit, and they're going to fight against it and ignore it as much as they can and, and then try to regulate it against it because this is the shit that's going to replace them, and they know it. Um, be it Bitcoin, blog talk radio, whatever other kind of uh, uh, 
uh, uh, we, infant we have in the womb, we, they're all better than the current. We, I mean, from a financial perspective, I mean, that, that's on the verge of going big corporate. Before. It's absolutely true. I'll do a great job. Uh, what you what is the loose Antichrist? Term? Is. What's that, brother? We use a loose term. You know, just uh, those those are fighting against the system of information uh, control. Exactly. So. We is a very broad term, but it's one that we can get weed. used to using. Weed, marijuana. Oh, I thought you said, well, weed, that's going Whoa, the way it shit. is. Honestly, I think weed, weed itself is a great spring. I'm actually rolling up right now. I'm actually about to finish lighting what I rolled up. But, uh, no, in general, reefer, reefer is a great springboard for us. Uh, we can't go to that well too often, but it's a good springboard because it's something that a majority of people believe in as far as the uh, alternative media goes. So it's a great springboard for us to go to, but it's not a well we can go to too often. The trick is to bring them in with things like weed and tits and cats and then try to get them to stay for intelligent conversation. That's where the real trick comes in. But, there, and, but what I thought was there's there's some people who uh, are in the process of getting very, very wealthy off of it, and it's quickly sliding. Oh, yeah, for damn sure. Like, I'm, I'm right there, bro. I'm, I want to get in. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's an ancient, and it's like, you know, it's quickly under the... Under the uh, foster care of like the evil corporate parent, because um, it's being usurped quickly, and there's small. Well, the thing is, they can't usurp it. That's why they hate weed, and that's why they hate new media, is because they can't really usurp it the way they want to, because it's too easy to do on a small scale. It's too easy to do like this, or to grow eight plants in your house, like whatever it is. It's too easy to do on a small scale. We can say fuck you if we want to. That's their big issue. You will never, you will never, you will never hear news about a monopoly being established. And that's that's exactly what's going on with marijuana. How so? I'm curious. I, I actually know people in that business. I don't see how monopoly's going on. Well, I mean, when it, it becomes legal, that'll yeah, be everybody's friend. I'm talking about areas where it's legal. Like, no, like there are no big corporations moving in to grow that I know of. It's all like small, couple hundred plant operations. Like, it, they won't let big companies in. Well, that's a blessing and of the big companies can't grow properly. They can't grow like a super fine haze. They're not going to be doing that shit on what a company wants to do for mass production. Like that's because pot does does not lend itself to mass production. That's because you have state laws that override anything the feds try and do. You come up to a country like Canada, the federal government awards contracts. For medical oh, marijuana. And I'll, I'll say, I'll, I was just about to say this, and I'll totally agree with you right there, and I'll continue by saying that probably the best thing for uh, pot in general is the fact of how they keep regulating it here and how they keep it illegal federally. If they had made it legal federally and started, started encouraging shit, that would totally ruined it. Yep. If they keep another few years of keeping it just uh, illegal federally but letting states do it and let those small companies grow just a little bit, then we'll have a much better footing for them to try to make it legal uh, nationally. And 
I was I've been against that sort of slow motion from the beginning, but I can even see how somebody who would be pro reefer would have it go in that slow way to keep it illegal nationally so that big courts wouldn't jump in. And if that was actually oh my god, if that was the, actually the reason why they're keeping it illegal federally, then I would be so impressed. I would even say thank you. That would be maybe the first thing I'd say thank you to the federal government for since I was on un- unemployment. But <laughs> yeah, but but that that can be defeated though too, because big tobacco and the people who want to be players, if there is a national law and all of a sudden everything's okay, they just go but, buy but everybody else. If they're large enough, if they're large enough organizations though, they can get they can get blackballed. Right the thing is that we're talking about a business is already multi. The first day that. Uh, Reefer went legal for recreational purposes. In Colorado, the owners of dispensaries became multimillionaires overnight. Like we're talking about people who can afford to say fuck you to the corporations and who actually have the same kind of morals and roots as people like us do to actually do it. Um and how will they compare against multinationals who show up on a large scale? and try and produce by economics of scale and can undercut their price and can do a lot of other things. Honestly, I don't know, and I'm curious that this is one case. Like, I, I, can, I can game out Bitcoin a lot easier because it's so much easier scalable and this and that. Reefer is a different thing since it is what it is as far as a commodity and it requires skill to grow and this and that. I'm honestly curious to see how that will play out. But I know the community in general, and the community in general is very anti-corporation and very anti-this and that. I could really see it continuing on as a boutique thing instead of a corporate thing by pride as much as by force. By people out of pride saying, fuck you, I can do better than you, you know? And people wanting to buy local. I know I always buy local. I'm happy to buy local. I love my local stores of all kinds. Uh, if I can do it, I'll buy whatever I can in my neighborhood even and support those little businesses. And I know a lot of people are the same way. We just got to change our mentality and hope everybody else does too and try to tell people why that mentality is right. Well, well it, it, you, you kind of hit a, the nail a little bit on the head as far as um, – you know, working and trying to get uh, legalization in Vermont and um, knowing the woman who works for uh, the National Marijuana Project uh, who's assigned to the state, um, there there does seem to be just a a little too much hemming and hawing by um, uh, the government under... um, Sort of financial uh, either pressure or reward from um, lobbies <laughs> representing different segments of uh, corporate America or even world corporate. There's there's so many other implications um, to legalization that uh, you know go far beyond just having a fucking sack of weed. Oh yeah, dude, hemp alone. Like people joke and laugh on it. Hemp alone is a good reason for a lot of corporations to be against legalization. There are many reasons corporations are against legalization, uh, from medical corporations to materials corporations. Like there, in its own way, pot has a lot bigger adversary than Bitcoin, and that's even with Bitcoin going against the banks. Well, that's the saying a lot. Well, you make a good you make a good point about hemp. It, it is you know it is. Uh, 
Levi's used to make their fucking uh, jeans out of hemp. Uh, all during the uh, what was it? The Revolutionary War. People were required to grow hemp for sales for ships. For fuck's sake, the you, the advertising you, you, you campaign. Levi's wasn't around during the Revolutionary hemp. War, man. Dude, the advertising campaign fucking for hemp. The minute the hemp is viable, just the advertising campaign, just the fucking marketing would blow this shit out of the water. Do you realize Look, the type I of product with you, we would have? I mean, hemp, like, hemp creates a, a natural fiber that can be grown densely in a field that is stronger than any kind of denim. That you can yep. possibly manufacture. No, you, make, you can make "quote unquote" denim out of it. Too, Don't forget. Exactly. And, and, and <laughs> what, what you can do with it is 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 create anything out of it. I mean, we used to create clothing out of it. Uh, you know, during the colonial stages of of uh, the United States of America as itself. Yeah. Uh, 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 but <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I and just had that in there when you said that Levi's make math. <laughs> no, they did make their jeans out of hemp though at one point, didn't they? I really thought they did. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, it was it was Aww. actually denim. It was a denim canvas. Uh, uh, Levi actually, what was his name? Uh, Levi Strauss went to San Francisco, and uh, what what his uh, uh, big sell to fame was that his uh, Levi jeans had a copper rivet. But I'm not discounting the fact that uh you could use uh hemp to to create uh to create jeans. Now his 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 stuff was actually a Denver canvas or a denim canvas uh that was that was purchased at, you know, dollars on the penny and then he created jeans out of it God. and then created an entire empire. Well, honestly, what, I love hemp kind of, clothes. I, I love hemp in general. I don't know how much y'all have worn hemp, but I, it has so much character. It starts out so stiff, and then as you wash it, it keeps getting softer and softer, and it, it's great stuff to wear. Oh, yeah. And for people, uh, like, me, uh, if people like me who like to wear their old shirts and whatnot, like, the more you wear it, the more comfortable it is type thing, hemp, like, fits that whole lifestyle. <laughs> the the older you, you have, you the softer and better it is. I'm sorry, I was smoking meth. What? <laughs> if you had a, enough small microprocessing plants on your land, you could run your vehicles with hemp. You could make yep. all your candles for your birthdays with hemp. Um, you could make all your soap, your perfume um, with hemp. You could toast and eat hemp. Hell, if you wanted to do a show on that, I have a friend I could actually invite on probably as a guest host. You'd love him. Oh, my God. Um, it, it, he's the perfect one. He, he's looking at the same stuff right now. It, it'd be great. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it, I mean, it was the it was, you know, it was late. It was called, I forget, in the New York Times or something, uh, America's first trillion dollar crop. And then seven years later, it was illegal. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, it's gotten to the point now where the science is um, indisputable about its benefits. So um, there, there are the pharmaceutical industry, um, the energy industry. Um, I don't know so much about the, the garment industry. Well, not materials industry in general, because remember, hemp is still tensile stronger than a lot of other things. A lot yeah. of people make ropes out of jute, whatever else. 
There's a lot of other commodities that would go straight down as soon as there was legal hemp, just because yeah. it is so tensely strong once it's woven. Yeah, and I think that, that it, w- it would, yeah, I mean, it could be an energy source. I forget the square, uh, the hectares that would need to. Yeah, it, not so much on that one, but there's so much on everything else that that one just adds on on top because it can replace petroleum in some circumstances. Like, yeah, well, it, the, lip, the lipid uh, qualities of hemp, like the fats you can get out of it, um, you know, it's like all beneficial fat. Um, it does. It has, it has. And that's before you even get into the medical, because that's another big dollar industry that doesn't want anything to do with it. Well, now that they've exactly now that they've isolated all the alkaloids and and, and different components of THC and CBDs, they know you know they are uh, indispensable with uh, uh, children with a pretty broad range of uh, seizure type disorders. Uh, uh, there's some serious money potential. Then you start getting into like the edibles, the extracts, they fall. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the uh, psychoactive market, um, yeah, there's a ton of money to be made. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I you, you're very op- optimistic about the direction. I almost wanted to stay legal now. Man. Like, well, I mean, how can you not be optimistic? It's slow and steady movement. It's been happening. Like, I've watched fires start before. I know how it works. It's where it blazes up and then it moves. and It, it, it is where it is. Uh, the only way it's going to stop now is they do a big, big PR campaign against it, and they have their PR spread out too many different ways, from the wars to energy companies to if no, they they can't do it. They cannot yeah. go against it right now, or else they already would have. They're just trying to slow it down. And like we said before, what they're doing to try to slow it down, keeping it illegal federally, is only making it stronger against them because it gives those smaller businesses and smaller growers time to build their capital to a point where they could compete with the big corporations. So even what they're trying to do to fight against it is fucking them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, this is a strategic game, though, because once it starts out, we're going to have to have all of our little Twitter accounts and everything else supporting these little businesses who are trying to grow into a national business, these uh, these new growers, against these old-school corporations, because we got to separate the new school from the old school, and we got to try to educate the new school on new school corporate ideology. Um, I know if I was setting up a business, if in theory I was, then I would be very proud and happy to have the business partner I did when we were setting up things to go ahead and from the very beginning put aside 5% for charity out of every uh, term because that's kind of important to me and that's important to them. And so that's something we can get together on and we can try to make happen. And uh, that's salary and a ratio to... Oh, fuck no, I'm not. Hell no. I love giving to charity. I ain't going to cap my salary, please. Yeah, <laughs> an honest question and an honest, and an Damn right. I want to make money. I want to be rich, but I want to fucking give back and I want to help bring up people. I'm not one of these fucking waste alls who just wants to fucking make money and go live in the Caribbean. Fuck that shit. I want to make a goddamn difference. That's why I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to make a difference. But do I want to be poor? No. You want to you want to make a difference and be rich at the same time, which is like the best damn tactic ever. Well, there are plenty of people who do. There, there's plenty of ways to do it. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I want to give back. I, I don't know if I'm gonna give back. I'll give back till it hurts, even to the right 
situation. But I think that we can all manage this together. And I think, honestly, if we got a, a community of people who have that same mentality of wanting to give back and wanting to make things better, and we can get a lot of people with the same kind of businesses starting up around that idea, that we can make a big difference. Because we make a we make a bit of difference already just sitting here bullshitting with a couple of Twitter accounts. Like the, the the difference we could make having a couple million dollars each, not even being really rich, but just a couple million each, just enough to be really comfy, and sitting there having that same conversation and then you want to try to build something. And then imagine the shit you could put together and the other people you could help bring up and the way that like it, it all builds on itself. If you don't let yourself build then you're just gonna be sitting there being a brick the rest of your days. Nah, I don't want to build a wall, my nigga. I want to build a house. I want to build a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I I think build a castle that's even more insurmountable. I think the uh, I think the uh, well, I think he was using that metaphorically, but I I think the um I think the tough part is when you start getting that paper. Um, you know, luckily we have what you just said on record here on Third Rail Radio. So when when your business does take off. Um, oh, it's already written. No, this is already written in stone. If I was talking about something real, it would already be in paperwork. <laughs> it would already it would be in paperwork in the business plan already co-signed. Like it's not. Yeah, right. I I ain't full of shit. I I, I still one nice thing about me is I can gladly say that uh, if if a uh, fifteen sixteen year old me walked in and sat down and had a conversation and a joint with me, he wouldn't want to smack me in the side of the head when we were done. He'd be happy. And yeah, well. I, I, want to, I want to keep true to that. I was an idealistic bastard when I was young. Don't get it like you think I am now. Shit. you become a little, a little cynical in your, in your older cat years. No, I was always cynical, bro. This is actually a little bit less cynical. This is me being optimistic. Yeah, you're fired up, man. I love it. I love the energy. And uh, I agree with you. I've actually spoken to a couple of people for the last couple of months. It's been like, uh, you know, fuck, fuck this poor activist, you know, role. Uh, I'm not playing it anymore. Um, and, and I, you know, honestly, like, there, there should, we shouldn't see any... Homeless, like people on homeless on our on our Twitter feed. Uh, yeah. Write HTML5, CSS. Man, you can make a yeah. living. And see, I want to. I'd love to be able to help uh, people like that get jobs. Like it. The thing is, a lot of, the, the, the thing is, I've actually known people like that who would rather not have a job and just code to do whatever, and just live homelessly coding. I've actually known people who would choose that. Like. And you can't say much to that. But if somebody does want to help be part of something and really does want to help build something up, then you got to be all about supporting them. Uh, it's one of those situations where, like with your friends, you got to sort of want to support them in whatever they want to do. If they want to do their thing, then let them do their thing. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and bitch at somebody for wanting to do their thing. But if you want to be part, of, if you want to uh, try to get something built, and we can get something done, and that's something that's cool with you, then by all means, let's do this. Oh yeah, right and uh, and here's what I really want to say about this is that uh, you're not really per se like not becoming an activist when you're actually doing a lot more of like these small things oh, like the yeah, block talk radio or I die like shit like it ain't even about that it's about doing something different with my spare time like I'm not gonna sit around 
bitching on Twitter about something, yeah, I'm going to get some money. And I'm going to be doing this other stuff. And I'm going to be doing this, too. It's, I'm not leaving this. I'm not leaving y'all. Shit. I love y'all. I ain't no. y'all. Oh, no. Like, Me either. Yeah, I'm going to do my thing, and hopefully we can do some things and get some things done. And maybe we can have some cool shit. Like, you're not allowed to have anything nice or anything, but you can have something nice for a while. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Nah, you're not allowed to have nice things on the internet, my nigga. You know that. I know. We all but shit, we can try. We can damn sure try. Well, and I think in order to become a person to make change, you have to become a businessman. I mean, (laughs) it really does. Well, well nah, you no, you, no, you just need a businessman or two in the group. It, everybody, I, there are plenty of people. If you want, if you just want to code and you know you're coding, fucking, I, I, we can find something. We can work out. Like you ain't got to be a businessman. Like everybody's well, got their place. We're a big, we're a group. We're a team. We're not like, no matter what happens, what individual, whatever, it's always a team. And that's the big thing about the whole anonymous not wanting, you can't have an ego, you can't have this, you can't have that. Uh, It's about being a team. It's not about not having a leader per se. It's about not forgetting that we're a team and that everybody's important. And that's one of the key ideas that I've always brought off of it. And that's why groups like Anonymous will pay more attention to people in the disadvantaged parts of the world who are being fucked over is because they, at the root of it, it is everybody. It is a, a collective, a group. And so wanting to have everybody be better it sort of goes along with that somehow. I don't know. I've walked off of some fucking philosophical territory. I don't have knees then. Don't fucking bitch at me on Twitter if somebody downloads this shit and hears it and blarg. I'm not an expert on the idea of Anonymous. But Dude, I'm just I, saying. I appreciate your candor. You've been around a minute, you know. And, uh, I, 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 like all those sentiments there um, are, are spot on, um, you know, and I, I think like that sort of the original uh, like uh, one side hate machine, uh, you know, one side uh, curious. Um, but I say again, the hate machine side, I love the fucking hate machine side. The uh, Like I said, the classy trolls, a lot of them are doing what they're doing because it entertains them and there's nothing worthwhile for them to do. Like, give the hate machine something that actually will make a change and will actually troll against all the powers that be at the same time, the motherfuckers be all over it. The thing is, you just need a fucking... We need to find the right idea, the right chance, the right way to strike a movement that will actually get everything that's needed. We need to actually get that energy. We need to get that cohesion. We need to get niggas talking to each other. That's where it really starts, people talking to each other. That, that happened in the collective since fucking Scientology or Mega Video. Like, it doesn't happen often, but it's something that needs to happen and needs to keep being maintained. It's just that talking, that chatting. And it's well, not really that, happening. I, I do think, like, the, the age demographic dropped a little, especially after Ohio. And, you know, a lot of, like, the, um, some, of, some of the cats you never really would have thought would get, like, kind of white nighty from the days of Scientology, um, you know, come up, like, the op art and um, and other ops they did and they got some of them got in trouble. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, so 
it's interesting. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, all right, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to recruit, recuse any opinion I have on any of this to a private conversation. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Like, like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be Mr. Expert on anything, but politics and what works in that area, and maybe a couple other related areas, media, what have you. Um, not claiming to be Mr. Anonymous politics and all that. Sh- I don't know what the internal bullshit is on everything. I just have my own opinions. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. I'm getting what I say with that because I'm not trying to fucking start an argument. I'm trying to do the exact opposite. The more we're divided, the more we fall. And when you're when you're so, on your, your meow meow so um you know I said I like I like uh I like it when people who've been around um you know actually speak their mind about it because it's so it is very easy to um to kind of slough it off as a joke um but it's it, it's cer- it certainly in some fashion or form played a role in a lot of people's lives. Uh, yeah, you know, for for a while, and and I, and, the, and I wouldn't clarify my statements like that if I didn't have respect for the whole thing. I, yeah. I hope that's obvious. I, I really, as many complaints and whatever else there might be to be leveled in general is nothing but love, and it's gone a long way. And I just think it needs to take a step farther. And I think that I don't know what the new step is. To be honest, that's why I keep saying I want to start this conversation. I want us to start being able to build an idea because it's time for a new idea, a new way to go. Well, and it sounds—it sounds like you—you you, you know, you may have some some uh, thread of uh, of a little uh, like a, a way to combine maybe the structure of uh, you know of uh, a leading edge. Uh, business uh, model into sort of activism um, with the crypto. Uh, well, you know, we're in a lovely point where it all interacts. It's not like you got to mix them. It's, they're right there anyway. Right. Um, right right now, the, with cryptocurrency, we're at a point where regulation in the next year or two is going to be happening in almost every state in the United States. And uh, uh, I'm yeah. not in front of it. Or we're going to be fucked because the banks, you know, we're going to be having their fucking uh, the fuck is the word? Uh, not auditors for fuck's sake, lobbyists. They're going to have their lobbyists there, uh, the fucking with yeah. the local governments, and the lobbyists are going to be pushing for what the banks want, which is obviously to get rid of uh Bitcoin as much as they can. And yeah, so our only real it, it, chance it, it, is to have our own lobbyists. Otherwise, I think we're going to get creamed. Um, and hey, man, like you said earlier in the show, you were like, and you know, it, you sort of alluded to like the the negative uh, image of lobbyists, which I certainly get a hundred percent. But you know, the legalized marijuana movement has good lobbyists. Dude, I got enough red letters on my chest. I don't mind adding the L. So, right. <laughs> right For real on. though, I don't give a shit. Like I mean, the way the system is set up, as as long as it is set up this way, you know, people who want to get stuff done need have to have their advocates uh, down there on Capitol Hill. No oh yeah, I happen to have a couple of the things that are required for that, and so it probably will wind up being me, um, at least from my group. But the, uh, if I'm the only one that I'm fucked, we're gonna because we cannot afford the type of high dollar lobbyists that they get. 
we're going to have to hope that there are a bunch of little startups out there who are going to want to have one of their members apply to be whatever you got to do to be a lot. I honestly haven't even looked into it. I'm scared to. I don't want that L on my chest. But, uh, <laughs> but, you, you know but, but yeah, we're going to have to like have people who do the thing because if we don't, then we're definitely going to get squished out. Like, And this really is like a face-to-face, man-to-man with the banks because they're the ones who are going to not want us to be able to do it. Because we can mimic all that they do without fucking vampiric fees. And the people who are going into this kind of thing are people like me who fucking hate banks. I, I don't have goddamn bank accounts. I don't believe in that shit. I carry cash, my nigga. I carry a roll of cash. That's like it. Like, fuck the dumb shit. And, yeah, and that's, absolutely. I don't want to fuck with banks. And I know that most people who are going into this are the exact same way. I don't think the banks even understand the degree to which everyone who's going into this hates them. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it really can, is like a one-on-one thing. I mean, you and you mentioned earlier, um, you know, part of that that market segment of of cryptocurrency and and uh, like a growing segment is sort of the patriot, uh, libertarian, yeah. uh, anti-federal reserve. <laughs> No, the Patriot Movement is the natural uh, uh, ally of the anonymous slash crypto slash whatever the fuck we're going to start calling it. Because I think it needs a new name. I've been calling it The Movement for a while now, and I think that fits well enough. But they are the most natural ally and already have been touched on the rims. So they're almost part of us, and they don't even know it. Um, and then that's ice. Yeah, like Occupy, where they're going to come in and make themselves comfortable and be like, this is us. The, the, the more uh, uh, libertarian side of the movement is going to like slowly be pulled in and is going to be bitching and moaning at the edges the whole way. And they're not going to like try to take over the way Occupy did. I think that that alone will make it a much better merging. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Like, frankly, are you okay? So many old people. Did he fall asleep? Is he snoring? Yeah, he fell asleep. Yes. All right, I'm gonna mute him. Classic. High politics is boring to some people, even when they're high. Dude, he just the third show. He's falling asleep on it over time. That's excellent. <laughs> I'm honored, but uh, no, I, I I think this uh, this marriage of um, of uh, yeah, you gotta have fucking paper to make change, man. There's no yep. doubt about that. I, and I do think the trick um, in in that, and and the reason why it's not as simple is because, like I said, you know, when you do start getting that paper, fucking, it does weird things to your head. See, the nice thing about me, bro, is I've been there before, and it's not an issue with me. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, what sort of hurts me when I start being there is that I don't change, and motherfuckers expect you to change, and you're in that different kind of – niggas is all different in that different kind of group. And and I'm the same, and I'm sitting there like, okay, so you're really that much about yourself? Is that really how that works? Okay. So I'm going to talk to these people over here instead. Like (laughs) – Right Honestly, now, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's interesting because um, with with like a certain amount of success comes the expectation that you start to like mimic that success. And, and 
honestly, it just starts repelling me. Like, I'm just so yeah. much not that way that I really am that much about the group and the people. Around. I love my groups of friends and the people I'm around. Like, I, I don't branch out that much because I try to keep my circle tight, but the people I'm tight with are so important to me, it's not funny. And, uh, yeah, so naturally I'm repelled to that shit because it's the exact opposite. It's like, let's all stand around and talk about ourselves. Uh, and you're not going to talk change or anything else like that in that environment. And I don't like talking like, I like talking philosophy. I like talking things that actually matter. And that's... The things that make me think. Yeah. That's one thing that's sort of nice about the internet is you get a lot of people who are uh, the more intelligent, the more the people who sort of know how to do their thing. And in the real world, they might be thrown into situations like that a lot. And this the situation you find online is often the exact opposite in a repellent way because it, it repels against that other shit because it's all like personal. Even on Twitter, you have these like little personal conversations and to actually have some conversational value, have some thought put into them in a way that you damn sure wouldn't if you were sitting in a group of 1,152 people somewhere in a fucking theater. Like, you just wouldn't. Yeah. Even if you tried to, you would have more vague conversations because there'd be other people sitting around, you'd be aware of it. And uh. Yeah, yeah no, no, exactly. Yeah, and that, and that lack of, like, uh, and in an setting to discuss, it changes people's behavior. Exactly. Even when it's the, the, that's the nice thing about the internet is even when it's not intimate, you can pretend it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can read the fact that other people are going to read the shit you're saying. Like, it's something else. There are so many levels to that in the meta, but let's not even get into it. <laughs> exactly. uh, start telling on myself. But, uh... <laughs> That's oh, who's listening to hip-hop? Is that you, Dallas? No, I am listening... Well, I'm actually uh, just doing some... Uh, I'm playing a game, unfortunately. I'm playing Killzone while you guys are still talking. <laughs> it, it's not boring. I just love it when the background noise and stuff goes around. Uh, really I, do nice. shit, I do the same shit. Don't worry. I had one girl get pissed at me because I kept on playing Halo when we were on Skype. Like, what are you doing playing Halo? Why? But, but because? Have we been on call too long? No, I'm just uh, two things at once. <laughs> oh <laughs> God! At once, that, you, should we just call it? Can... A, call this an episode and talk on Tiny Chat or talk on another Skype call? This is all getting a little bit weird. <laughs> are you guys yeah. on both? Let's do it. Huh? Are you are you on both right now? Um, I closed out blog talk, but we're still on the same chat. Um, we're still on the same call. Has it already been closed out? No. Um, do you want me to end the episode? It's still recording. Yeah, go ahead and the, I've already had to fucking give myself two disclaimers. Let's go ahead and end the episode before I say some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I love you, brother. You're the best, man. I love you too, dog. That's the only way yeah, let's to, keep talking. Let's go. Let's go. Tiny chatter, wherever, and keep talking. But yeah, let's call us an episode. Hell yeah! So you know what? This is awesome. We have our open forum uh, area. We have both you on Antichrisis, me. This is gonna be. This is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be the start of something awesome. Right on. Uh, it's crazy. Real. <laughs>
All right, I'll see you in tiny chat. Fucking later, bro. Uh, side I'm, I'm about to hit. Uh, I'm about to hit view and browser on this website. Um. All right, there. You, I'm gonna DM you on Twitter the the one to go to. Right, uh, cool. I like the one we were just on. Okay. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Alex. Stereo Radio. Um, you guys can listen on midnight. Uh, some, uh, <laughs> damn it, Spike out. But you guys can listen on to 12 a.m. every single Wednesday. Matter of fact, Thursday. So don't forget to listen to Third Ray Radio. Goodbye. Mom. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.